Welcome back to Serotonin Speaks for the final day of Smob Week. I'm Maya Siegel. And I'm Madeline Gold. We had a great time doing our Smob Week interviews, and we hope that this mini-series was enjoyable or informative for all of you. Today, Maddie and I are doing our host reflections for Smob Week. For our listeners who just joined us this week, our host reflection segment is usually at the end of each episode, where the host or hosts for that episode reflect on the stories and interviews and connect everything back to our podcast theme of mental health. On Monday, we heard Maya's interview with Glenn Johannes, a junior from Albert Einstein High School. Maya, what stood out to you from your talk with Glenn? Well, she's definitely not the sort of person you think of when you think of, oh, this person's definitely going to be a future smob, you know? Um, She's not the person who's been in SGA since, like, third grade, not the person who's been involved in every club. So I think that was a good reminder to people who are listening and maybe want to have that role, but are like, oh, well, I wasn't in SGA this year. Like, can I still be a smob? And I'm sure Blen would say, yes, yes, you can. If you think you can run and you think you can do a good job, then you should run. As far as policy goes, um, COVID-19 and the opportunity gap were definitely two themes or two common issues that I heard from pretty much everyone. I think the thing that sets her apart is her preferred method of communication. Um, Most small candidates, uh, their videos on their social media are them looking at a camera and uh, laying out their platform. And sometimes there's a few other clips mixed in. Blend's videos, on the other hand, there's always lots of editing, which, you know, I, as a podcast editor, I like that, and they're a lot more fun to watch, um, so I think that is really what sets her apart in regards to actual action items. At the end of her interview, some of the stats she mentioned were really shocking to me. Um, Out of over 40 past SMOBs, only 13% have been from the DCC, which is the Down County Consortium. And the last black female SMOB was in 1980. Like, I've not always been somebody who's interested in SDA or uh, that interested in uh, the Board of Education. But, I mean, I never would have guessed that those stats could be true. And then as far as mental health goes... Blen talked a lot about her social anxiety and how running for SMOB actually helped with that because she didn't have the time to process like, oh my god, I'm running for SMOB. Everything just kind of snowballed faster than she had time to worry about. And as I was interviewing her, that resonated with me so much because that is the exact same way I feel about Serotonin Speaks. I think the fact that we're recording everything virtual helps me also, but um, you know, this started out as a podcast where we were like interviewing friends and family and it snowballed faster than I think either of us had time to process. And so, and so when she said, um, and now I'm sitting here talking to you, I was just thinking, well, now I'm sitting here talking to you, you know, uh, the podcast grew faster than I could have imagined. And, So that was the part of my interview with Glenn that I think resonated with me the most because, I mean, her journey with uh, social anxiety and running for SMOB, I mean, uh, I felt that so much. I, yeah, I feel the exact same way about Serotonin Speaks. 
On Tuesday, we heard Maddie's interview with Neha Kohli, a junior at BCC. Maddie, what stood out to you from your interview with Neha? Neha, she has a lot of varied goals that I, I guess I should have expected from a candidate in general, but her passion for the issue of equity in particular really stood out to me. Um, I mean, you could see, or you can hear, I guess, from her personality, I can see when I was doing the interview, that it's something that she really deeply cares about. And she's had interactions with in the past, the, um, the, the instance she mentioned where the elementary school kids were going to have to drop their instruments at the end of the year because they couldn't afford them. I mean, I personally don't currently play an instrument, but I did in middle school. And I know that if I had been forced to do it because of an equity issue, that would have been really disheartening. And so her seeing that and taking it and making it her issue as part of her platform for running for SMOB, um, that to me just really stood out as someone who's truly passionate about the cause and who's willing to take the steps personally to make a difference. And so, again, she talked a lot policy-wise about um, equity, about also disability and like the gap between opportunities and learning and also the integration of more able students with disabled students into one education system because she said for example someone like her with her speech impediment she definitely falls under that category and she has had interactions in the past where she has been discriminated against not necessarily outwardly potentially outwardly but also just like by the system of education as a whole and so that's also something that was really personal to her that she wants to make a change and make better and so that definitely stood out to me a lot. And I could, I mean, I would definitely say that that ties back into mental health. It wasn't something that she explicitly talked about a lot, but I can see how a lot of the main facets of her campaign could deeply benefit the mental health of our county as a whole with the equity issue, money-wise, I mean, race, gender-wise, all of that, all of the different social demographic categories, as well as specifically focusing on the opportunities um, provided to disabled students. I think that could, increasing those efforts could definitely benefit the mental health of the people who fall in those minority groups. And so tying that back to Serotonin Says, um, I was just very happy to hear about that and to see that yet another candidate was focusing on something so important to me and to so many other people in our county. On Wednesday, we heard Maddie's second interview, which was with Henry Kay, a junior from Richard Montgomery. Maddie, what did you get out of that interview? Sure. So Henry, my interview with him, I could immediately tell that he's someone who's very straightforward, definitely very dedicated to detail. And he mentioned in the past being um, in, I believe, Boy Scouts. And that was an opportunity for him where he was able to take a leadership position and really run with it and make a difference in that regard. And so that was one of the main things that inspired him to run for the student member of the board. And he's taking his leadership experience 
from that position into his platform now. He has his seven main points of his platform, the seven main issues he's focusing on, which cover really, really important topics throughout the county, really important issues that are important, in, especially in this current day. And one of those being getting back to school, the return to school. And that was something that he talked a lot about um, that other candidates maybe didn't as much. And his emphasis on that, I think, was really interesting because there are definitely a lot of mixed opinions on how the return to school is going to look like. And the student member of the board is definitely going to have a very big say in what that looks like as a current student of Montgomery County. They're the person on the Board of Education who has the most direct experience. So I'm interested to see more of what he talks about, for example, at the nominating convention in regards to that. And so I found that very interesting. Um, I think that no matter who gets elected as the student member of the board, that's going to be a huge topic that gets debated and changed and all of these kinds of things to make sure that it the return to school for all of us is really as safe as possible. And so I think it was great that he talked about that so early on in the process. And then he also mentioned that mental health was something that he really wanted to focus on um, implementing the use of more school counselors, but school counselors who focus more on the mental health side of things rather than just like the scheduling process. Um, And so that, I mean, obviously made me happy because being the founder of this organization and doing this podcast and everything, I I just love to hear that other people are actively taking steps towards uh, bettering this issue, just like we are. Lastly, on Thursday, we heard Maya's second interview with Hannah Olumni, a junior from Richard Montgomery High School. Maya, what stood out to you from this interview? Well, Han is definitely the kind of person that a year ago I'd be thinking, yeah, this is the kind of person who gets to run for SMOB. Uh, She's been so involved in uh, advocating for menstrual equity. And in our discussion about menstrual equity, some of the things she said really surprised me. Like I knew that period products were expensive, but I didn't realize that some students from lower income families were actually missing school due to not being able to afford uh, menstrual products while they're on their period. And I can definitely see how that would impact the mental health of families that are in those situations. Uh, The students who are missing class and then having to make it up um, definitely would add that extra stress. And on the families who don't always have the income to buy products that are way more expensive than they should be, Uh, I can absolutely see how that also has the negative impact on the mental health of people in those situations. And in our broader discussion about the opportunity gap in general, I could see that Hana is uh, certainly very passionate about this issue, having seen the disparities in the opportunities that students in different parts of the county are able to have and she's seen them firsthand having gone to school in six different high school districts. So yeah, the opportunity gap is uh, obviously an issue that's very personal to her and obviously that's also an issue that could definitely impact the mental health of students 
who have more to worry about than just school. And I mean, I don't mean to say that students who are coming from privileged families don't have mental health struggles and don't have stress because that's definitely not true. But when there's more layers of stress added on to what a person has to be worrying about when it's school, but also your home life or a financial situation, uh, that would definitely have a negative impact on the mental health of students in those situations. Well, those were four very different interviews with four very different perspectives, but what were some common themes or similarities that you noticed? I would say that although all four candidates focused specifically on different issues as their main like attack point for their platform, in a sense, they all have the similarity that no matter what background they came from, they see the disparities between whatever issues they focus on between like the the black and white, I guess, the positive and the negative pros and cons. They saw those and they decided to do something about it. And so through whatever means all four of them did, they are now all working towards um, this goal of bettering our county. And that to me is the epitome of activism as a student because whoever wins this student member of the board election, they're going to have so much power, but also so much responsibility on their shoulders, but also so much opportunity. And I think that that is really cool. And all of them individually see that and see the impact that they can make on the county and just the people in it in general and every individual's lives. And I think that they all have incredible ideas and really focus on their issues on the county level, but also the personal level, which to me is amazing. And that is all for Small Week presented by Serotonin Speaks. If you missed today, you can go back and listen, and you can also check out some of our older episodes. And if you haven't already, please remember to subscribe to our feed on whatever podcast app you like, so you can stay tuned for future episodes, which drop every other Wednesday. For more mental health-related content, check out the Serotonin Says website at serotoninsays.com. There, you can subscribe to our monthly newsletter and support Mental Health America by buying our merch. The links are in the episode notes, along with the contact information and social media links for all of our interviewees. This episode was produced by me, Maya Siegel. And me, Madeline Gold. Maya edited everything this week. Thanks to Julia Messing, our other co-host, and Marissa Boucher, who just joined the Serotonin Speaks team as our graphic designer. Thanks, of course, to Blen, Neha, Henry, and Hannah for four amazing interviews. And last but certainly not least, thanks to all of you for listening to Small Week presented by Serotonin Speaks. See you soon.